Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. We were talking through the break there about classic cars especially, but a 70 LS6 Chevelle. So I just looked up one. There's one on Hemmings currently. Now, this is a really nice car. I can tell by looking at it. I'm not looking at it you know, up close, but you can just tell from the pictures. Very nice car. And I haven't read through all the description, but for this price, it has to be all numbers matching, excellent condition, the whole nine yards. Will it bring this kind of money or not? I don't know. But this has been listed in the LS6 registry, fully documented, original factory paperwork, 100% matching numbers car, 100% genuine. This is the real deal. You guys want to guess the price? 200 Up. Oof. Keep going. 230 Keep going. <laughs> is it over a quarter? 260 Wow, that's the asking price. There's 33 watchers, and I would be, I would be surprised if it doesn't bring close to that price, if not more. Bought a house for less than that. The, yeah, they exactly. are bringing. Yeah. So, uh, Robert, sorry, uh, apologize, but yeah, those cars are bringing. If they're really primo cars, kept original, uh, even if they're rotisserie restored and so on, where everything is exactly the way it was back in the day, yeah, they'll bring. That kind of money. So a few that came in online, by the way, on cars that people owned back in the day, you know, high school cars. 63 Mercury Monterey roll-down back window with a Mafia trunk and then a 74 Mustang II Ghia. That one wasn't as great as the first one. Uh, Another one was 1970 Maverick six-cylinder, three and a tree. And then when a senior in high school upgraded to a 77 Toyota SR5 pickup. That's actually worth some money today. Maverick is sort of getting to be worth some money. The the Toyota definitely is. And somebody also asked, this is a great question. Are there any vehicles or anything else for that matter that you think will be collectible in 20 to 30 years? That's always a tough one. And that's what people are always trying to figure out is, you know, what do you buy today that's worth a lot of money down the road? For example, I don't think anybody had any idea that Grand National, you know, the late 80s Grand Nationals would be worth the kind of money they are today or people would have been buying them off the showroom floor back then, which... The GNXs were hard to buy back then, but even regular Grand Nationals, you could buy. You could buy those dealers had them in stock. They were or you know they were buyable, and even that car is worth oh, depending upon the condition and so on, twenty five to fifty, and a GNX is in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. So that car, nobody would have thought at that time was going to be worth the kind of money that it is today. Now, keep in mind, you've had to have that car stored it, insured it, and so on, so it's not that these are free to own, but if you get to drive them a little bit and enjoy having them, it's, you know, there's that factor as well. But what vehicles today will be collectible 20 or 30 years from now? Any exotics, 
Uh, Porsche 911s, for example, aren't going down in value. I don't care what Porsche 911 you buy, especially if you buy some of the higher-end units, the GT3 cars or whatever. I mean, if you can buy any of those cars at all, uh, those cars are worth um, uh, going up in value, I should say. Whatever you pay for them, they're going up in value every year. And if you look at the used market, they're worth a ton of money. Uh, the, of course, Demons, uh, you know, the Hellcat Demons, the Challengers, uh, yeah, they're going to be going up in value. They're not going to be dropping. Uh, they only did them for two years, as you all know. So 2018 and then this year, of course, which there's hardly any left. If you if you can even buy one, good luck. Uh, dealers are asking anywhere from 100 to 150 over sticker to buy one, and there's very few even left. There will be a few select dealers that get some last uh, deliveries of Demons, and that's it. Uh, other cars down the road, I think, you know, you look at some of the, you know, Chevy Camaro ZL1s, where it's a, you know, very low production car, 640 horse, V8. Uh, those cars down the road, yeah, because it's such a low production. It'll be like an LS6 Chevelle down the road, I believe. Those cars aren't going to go down much in value. Any of the Hellcat-type Mopar products, it uh, doesn't matter what it is. Challenger, Charger, Durango, uh, TRXs even. Any of those cars I don't feel like are going to go down much in value because as the government continues to clamp down on what the manufacturers are able to do, even though a lot of cars are fast, and even the EVs are fast, there'll be something about down the road 20 years from now owning a regular gas engine, high horsepower vehicle, much like those Chevelles and Camaros and Mustangs of old, Mopars of old. I think some of those cars are very much going to be the same way. Now, what else is there? I, I guys, I don't know. What was the first year of the Tesla? What frame was it on? It was on the, little, the S, the Tesla the little, Model S, the, or the well, Roadster. The Roadsters, they're worth money now. Which yeah. you can't find parts for, but I bet those are gonna they're worth money. or something. They were on a Lotus. They were on the Elise. Yep. Yeah, and they're worth money yep. today. Even they're, those are worth money. If you can find one, you know, buy it, keep it, because yes, they're worth money today as well. Um, STI Subarus. I wonder if there's going to be a market on that. That's well, a good yeah, question. They stop making them. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, that one probably will be going up in value as well. There'll be some unique cars. The, the key is, it's like anything else, supply and demand. What will have a higher demand with a low supply? Those are the cars that will go up in value and be worth money down the road. So, you know, you talk any of the exotics, they're going to go up in value just because they don't produce that many. Uh, you start talking about some of the cars I just mentioned. Low low number of car even built on the front side. You know, even the Camaro ZL1. Yeah, they built a bunch of Camaros, but ZL1s are a complete other level above what a regular Camaro is. So you look at some of those things, and then any other weird combination where the car might have something unique about it, yes, those cars are going to be worth more money on down the road. So like With the STI, so many get totaled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just saw one the other day with a video of one that... that Wrapped around a pole. Yeah. You, you ran into a snowplow, cut it in half. Yeah. So, yeah. Howard, you're next. Go ahead. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, uh, Howard. Uh, good morning, Kurt, also. Uh, first car, I actually wasn't permitted to drive one in high school, but I bought one when I was 14, kept it in our... Uh, gas station garage, worked on it for a number of years up in the Rust Belt, northwest Pennsylvania, uh, bought it for $75, worked on it for about two or three years. It's 51 Ford Victoria. Oh, nice. And for you youngsters, that's a two-door hardtop. Yeah, very nice. And, uh, uh, flathead, yep. V8, 
overdrive, 411s, uh, ended up, uh, since Chevys were, the small blocks were just coming into their own then, uh, there were a lot of flathead parts available, Edelbrock Fend aluminum heads, uh, four-deuce intake by Edelbrock, manly headers, shaved down the flywheel, had some kind of a wild, must have come out of a hydroplane, it was on Lake Erie, uh, where I lived, so could have been a hydroplane uh, cam, uh, just extremely radical. Uh, had had a fellow who was an employee of ours at one time let in the hood, uh, had nice. new, new rocker panels, everything put on it, got rid of that big wide license plate light guard on the trunk, had that all pounded out and let it in. Uh, dark green metallic bottom with a refrigerator white top and oh, nice. turnpike cruising skirts. Very nice. Brand like a son of a gun. Yeah, overdrive. very nice. Very cool, Howard. High, high end of second gear overdrive would do over 100. Nice. So it it ran well. Now, did it have an overdrive off the transmission or back by the, you know, the differential itself? Which one was it? Uh, it wasn't a Columbia Continental. It was right on the transmission. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I have an old 44 that has the one in the rear end. The Columbia Continental style. Yes, yes. That that was a good one too. I actually thought about putting that in there too. It's sort of a, a double overdrive. But yeah, yeah. Good point. Did. Yeah, no good point. Yeah, never did. Only problem was, you know, with all those drum brake cars, they never did stop. Very, very so, true. That's the yeah, problem with my forty as well. Own. It's kind of the same way. Car run, and it's yeah. the same. It's got all a lot of the same. Not quite as extensive of the flathead upgrades that yours has, but several of the same upgrades. They were fun. Yeah, they, they sound good. Nothing better than a flathead, the way they sound. They sound just great. Yep. Just great. Yep. And, uh, do, uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, hello, Kurt, but I've done some business with him. He, he yeah. left a moment ago, probably still listening in the car, so I'm sure he's hearing you, Howard. So thank you for that, by the way. That, we appreciate that, it. That sounds good. Real, real good guy. Thank you, Howard. Appreciate it. You bet. Nope, he is a great guy. Thank you so much for that, Howard, and a little trip down memory lane. Jim and Centennial, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going today? Good, sir. Oh, good. Uh, first of all, car in high school. Um, I inherited my mom's 79 Ford Fairmont piss yellow station wagon. Yeah. Uh, wasn't one of these kids that had these cool cars, but tell you what, if I still had that baby today, I could probably get about five bucks for that thing. So, <laughs> uh, Actually, it might surprise you. Some of those cars, even of that era, <laughs> are now starting to increase in value. For example, nobody really ever thought that a, you know, a square body Chevy truck, 79, even all the way up to 87. I mean, I had an 84, uh, Jim. I mean, nobody thought those trucks were really ever going to be worth any money, but they are today. I, I know. I, you know. You know, I got a, uh, I still got my 04 Forerunner. Ken Rackley takes care of that thing. Nice. With V8 in it. And, uh, you know, I'm just planning on keeping that thing for a while. You know, I always have people coming up to me asking if they can buy it because of the V8 in it. Was it that was the only generation with the V8 in it? You know. Yeah. I, I'm just going to keep it around. I don't. You never know if that's going to bring any money someday or not. Oh, no, I think someday it will. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that. No. But uh, anyway, I do have a question. Um, my my wife kind of spilled some kind of a drink on her um, on her dash. Okay. And uh, she has a touch screen, but it also has buttons on it, and they're kind of sticky, I think, from whatever she spilt on that. Yeah. Is there any kind of uh, tips and tricks to kind of free that up? I, I tried some electrical spray. It helped a little bit, but it's not 
quite totally free. Is there any other tricks I could use on that to kind of clean that? The only thing I would use would be if you've got any alcohol pads or a Q-tip with alcohol or a cotton ball with alcohol, I would do that more than anything. Just okay, regular rubbing, rubbing alcohol. alcohol stuff. Yep. Okay. It dries fast. Doesn't really right. damage anything. It's not going to be corrosive. Okay. Uh, it will clean it. Just, just again, the, the plus side is you can even be pretty liberal because it dries really fast. I mean, you know, as soon as it gets sure. to the air, it dries pretty quick. So that's the plus side to it. When we detail okay. cars, we All usually right. use a flathead screwdriver and, yep. and a rag. Just don't get too carried away. You'll Correct. scratch the plastic. Toothpick even, Jim. Yeah, but again, Q-tip. A Q-tip would, you know, even for some of what you're doing, would work okay. Okay, yeah, I'll give that a try then. Okay. Appreciate it. You bet, Jim. Appreciate right. it very Thanks, much. Guys. No, Have thank you. You do the same. Have a great rest of your day. Somebody else said 72 Duster, three on the tree. There were a lot of three on the trees back in the day. And you tell that to a kid today, he's like, three on the tree. You look at you like, what is that? Well, that's column shift manual. And they're like, I thought only automatics were that way. Oh, no, there were a lot of three on the trees back in the day. Uh, cars, Broncos, old Chevy trucks, Ford trucks, you name it. There was... That was kind of a common thing, and a lot of them, as they got older and the linkage got slack in them, they'd stick in two gears. That or you could slap shift it. That's true, too. From second to third, you just kind of Boom. tap it and it shifts. <laughs> There's a lot of throw in some of those. <laughs> yeah, there was. And a lot of guys, too, back in the day would convert those. They'd take the, you know, they'd take the pin, take the actual shifter out of the column, but then they'd convert everything down below to an actual you know, three on the on the on the floor. floor. You know, you'd put a three on the floor. You wouldn't do a four on the floor, but three on the floor. You 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 know, the Broncos and stuff. They made a lot of different cutaway kits in the boot and everything for those. Where you could put the shifter down below and avoid some of that slop and stuff. And they were, I guess, the only advantage to that was, I guess, just the ease of use. You could you'd have a little bit shorter throw on the shifter than what you had up on the column. And a lot of times, the columns would get so worn out that. You could literally convert to the floor cheaper than you could fix the right. column shifters. Yeah. So why a lot of those, you'll see a lot of the cars today, even of that era where it was a conversion. And the reason they converted them, because the one would wear out and it was easier, cheaper, just to go ahead and throw the thing on the floor with a Hurst shifter and off you went. So we're going back in time. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Fall Special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump, sending debris into your engine. This debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating, even in cold weather, and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. Maintaining your vehicle will give you additional years of performance. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business in Littleton. We are all for making your life simpler, offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush from Geno's. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. 
Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist' perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles. To give you confidence in a job done right, on time, the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Before we get back to the show, you know, our eyes are very important. Let me tell you who I've been trusting. My eye care to, it is Stack Optical. For over 10 years, hey, Alan's been taking great care of us, and he will take great care of you as well. Their eye exam, folks, is only $69, and it has been $69 for years. And Alan just says, hey, they want to give a great eye exam, a thorough eye exam, and take care of you so they've never raised that price. So get in. Give them a call, 303-321-1578 for all your optical needs. If you're needing a new pair of glasses, hey, you want to have a, a better experience in the outdoors, whether it's golf, riding your bike, they've got the Stack Sports Pack, so prescription sunglasses. Maybe you've got a hard prescription no one else has been able to figure out. Give Alan Stack a chance at Stack Optical. Of course, they can handle repairs, your contacts, all of it. Right there at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver, 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com is the website. And I always tell you, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. And we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Question of the day is, what was the car you owned in high school? Not what did you want to own, but what did you own? Red F. A red Ford F100, again, three-in-the-tree, six-cylinder. Took forever to get up to highway speed. Yeah, um, they definitely weren't powerhouses back then. A lot of cars were, in comparison to today's modern cars, um, I'm sorry, folks, I hate to tell you this, but there's a lot of just regular, run-of-the-mill, average cars you buy today that were faster than some of the performance cars of back in the day. And if you don't believe me, go look up some of your zero to 60 or quarter mile times on any of even some of the new little SUVs. Go look at what some of their zero to 60 times are versus what we thought were some of the hot cars of the day. And you'll find that these new cars are every bit as fast as what some of those cars were just because of the evolution of drivetrain and fuel injection and the ability to control uh, combustion uh, you know, flame travel and have higher compression ratios today. Some of the cars today, by the way, are running 12 to 1, which you could never do back mm-hmm. in our day. 
you know, because we couldn't find the gasoline to do it. We didn't have the control of the combustion chamber that you've got now. So, yeah, a lot of these new cars today will run uh, ever bit as bit as some of the old cars used to. But, yeah, we were talking earlier or through the break even, the leading. We, we heard that from our last caller as, you know, how, how they used to do some of the leading and things back in the day. And, yeah, that's, you know, those, those are things of the past. Yeah. Very much so. Even when I was a kid, the leading was pretty much going away, and you were doing more brazing, bondo, that kind of thing. The lead had even gotten, because of the speed and the ability to do it. It wasn't so much that we were afraid of the lead. It's just that was a dying art, and nobody was around doing it anymore. Guys were brazing and bondoing at that point. So that's how a lot of quarter panels and things like that got fixed back in the day. So, uh, John and Cheyenne, you're next. Go ahead. All right. First thing, I don't know if you guys knew this, but New York City, you take your road test on New York City streets, and it includes parallel parking with regular traffic going by. Um, and I took my road test in a 1973 Chevy Impala, and I was able to <laughs> parallel park that boat. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, but my first car, my we had one of those. Uh, I had one of those ants that they had to take the keys away from. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I bought it off for, for $500. It was a 69 Dodge Dart with the 225. Yep, Slant 6. That was a great engine and yeah. transmission in that. I mean, you couldn't kill those if you wanted to. No, very um, true. Four doors, yellow with a yellow vinyl roof, and me and my buddies, because you could fit six guys in that thing, and they used to call it a compact. With no problem, and we had so much fun with that through high through my junior senior year of high school. And, I mean, it was just a fun car because we just load up in it and go wherever we needed to. Yep. Um, but that I would love to see is a becoming a lost art is how to parallel park. And no one knows how to do that. Um, it was funny. I, I've got my uh, my eleven Ram with the quad cab. Yeah. So right, and we pulled in front of this restaurant in Cheyenne and. I know how to parallel park. I've been doing it my whole life. And when we got out of the truck, this guy goes, how'd you learn to park like that? Oh, my God. Nobody, you know. Nobody can do it anymore. It was a a tight spot. But if everybody that learned learned the right way, it's an art form. True. To parallel park in tight spots. Yeah, growing up in a car dealership from age of whatever, you know, 10, 11 years (laughs) of age, I started parking cars when I was 13. Uh, One of the first things you learn to do, John, you didn't have any choice. You have to. I yep. mean, that's a lost art. So, John, quick question: on my eight, on my plow truck, I, yeah. I use a battery tender on it. Okay. And the one I have, about three feet from the, uh, you know, from the jumper clip connections, is a plug that yep. has um, yep on both sides. Two prong plug. Huh? Two prong plug. Yeah, it's a you know it's on and it has little uh, hoods on it. Yeah, it's a quick so connect. You can close it up. So. What would your thought be, so I don't have to pop the hood every time? Oh, yeah, run a jumper out. Yeah. No, all I was going to do is cut those clips off and crimp some um, some ends on it and just bolt it right to both sides of the battery. Yeah, your your uh, tender I, didn't come with that little jumper lead? Most of them come yeah, with yeah. either one that alligator clips on or it's got the jumper lead. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing it. I've had it a while. Uh, you it but, had it uh, at one time. So yes, you can do that. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah, because I was because then I could just you know take a zip tie and yep. put it in the grill. Yep. 
and then I don't have to pop the hood to put the tender on. Precisely. I've got a couple of cars I do exactly like that, that I, I've got permanent you know, end on where I don't have to even put the alligator clips on. So absolutely, John. All right. So now I have to head to town because I broke a hydraulic fitting oh, no. on one of the hydraulic cylinders on the plow. Yeah, that's and I don't not have fun. Spare. Yeah, it's, it's one of the quarter-inch ones oh, where yeah. the hose goes into the cylinder, and they break pretty so often. So buy two. And I used to have... <clears throat> huh? So buy two. No, I used to buy four at a time, and I used my last one and forgot to replace okay. it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so now i got to drive into Cheyenne. It looks like uh, I just scouted the road, and I can maneuver around the drifts that I need to. We're move, in good but. shape down here, so be careful. Yeah, well, we had, when you guys, Monday, Tuesday... And Wednesday, we had 50-plus mile-an-hour winds uh, every day. Yeah, that's So, nice. you know, well, and there's spots where no matter how much snow fence you put up and how many wind rows you try to put in, you get it. You, there's yep. this one drift across the road, and I got out because I hate getting stuck anymore and started walking with a trekking pole. And when the trekking pole went down almost a foot, I said, yeah, I can't drive through that. Yeah, that's a lot. Because, well, and it's also from the three days of the wind, it's kind of packed in. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> there's no, you know no fun being stuck, about. as you know. I'd rather walk if I have to or test it that way yep. than get stuck in I agree with you. Shovel out You're smart, John. Good for house. you. <laughs> John, have a good you day. You too, man. Appreciate you. But yeah, no, you can put that jumper on, no problem at all. Uh, somebody else said, uh, this is actually Russ up in or Russ and Littleton, I should say. 69 Camaro RS convertible, rally green, white hockey stripes, uh, top and interior. Yep, sold that car. Uh, wish you had it back. Yeah, I wish you had it back as well. Don, you're up next. Go ahead. Hi, John. Hi, Josh. And Justin, how are you folks doing? We're good. doing good. Hey, I, John, I had a question. Um, I have a battery tender uh-huh. similar to what you have. Um, yeah, and I'm not unhappy with it. It works great. But I happen to be reading... And there's a battery minder company, batteryminder.com, um, that ca- carries one that's a desulfator. And that seems to be their claim to fame, that they desulfate batteries. What's the name What's of it your, again? Battery? Battery Minder. Minder. Got it. Minder, by plural, I guess, batteryminders.com. Okay. Don't know of them. And their claim to fame is they will desulfate a battery, and I, I wondered what your take was on that. I I've never never used them, so I don't know. That that's I'd have to buy it, do some testing again. Don, for me personally, knowing how long I can get out of a battery with just the regular battery tender, and I've gone as as long as ten years on an original battery, just keeping a regular battery tender on it. I don't know why I would need theirs. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why either. It just was interesting to me that that they claim that what really kills batteries is the sulfate that forms on the in the battery. And, and I don't know that I can argue that. I just don't know real world, again, for me personally. And, and again, I'm in a unique situation where vehicles are inside, not outside. Maybe there's a factor there. But in my case where I literally can go 10-plus years on a battery by maintaining it, I don't know why I would change with what I'm doing now. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not planning on changing mine. So, but, but I, And I don't know. I don't know this particular brand. I'll do a little bit of investigative work. They're more money than what the regular tenders are. But if they, if they do this, then okay, more power to them. Yeah, the one I'm looking at is, is 77 bucks, and it does flooded batteries and AGMs and all the rest. I see that, which, again, is, is, is not a lot more than what the regular battery, quote-unquote, or even Napa's 
brand is, which will do the same thing. But it's it is more money, as you know. Yeah, yeah. That's and I don't know what they're doing to quote unquote desulfate that would be different than some of the other ones. I'd have to read up on it. I don't know what they would be doing. Yeah, they claim that they have they have high frequency pulses that tend to break up the sulfate and and uh, I don't know. I, I don't I, either, Don. That's again. I, again, I'd have to do some analysis of it. And, again, that's another one where even to do real-world testing, you, you know, I w- I, I'll, I'll get back to you in 10 years. Right. Because <laughs> I can get that out of a regular battery tender. So, again, I don't know at the end of the day, what are you gaining? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And, and I'm, I'm saying 10 years on vehicles that I sold, and somebody's probably still driving, and it's probably still working. So it might even be longer than 10. Sure, sure. Yeah, my batteries go a long, long time. Too. I, my, mine too. I just don't have issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I just no. It's a good I, one. I'll do some checking on it because I really you know quadruple your battery life, so it go from ten to forty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be alive in forty. Well, I'm not either. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> hey, my first car was a thirty-one Model A Ford pickup. Oh, good one, Don. Nothing wrong with that. I, good. I, I had it now, but. You know, back when you were a kid, you sold one to buy the next one. I know, and you had to because it's like houses. You know, you didn't have any choice. You had to have that to go to the next one. That's right. That's right. You needed every dime. Yeah, you needed every dime to go to the next one. So I I hear you. I mean, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, all the best in 24. Thanks, Don. Same to you. Appreciate it very much. And, yeah, I wish I had a better answer on that particular product. I'll do a little bit of research, but real-world testing, I, I honestly, folks, don't know how I would test that and get any difference out of it other than what I've already done on my own, which again, I can get, and I'm not exaggerating, I can get 10 years out of a battery doing what I'm doing now currently, so I don't really, I don't know what the real advantage would be here, but all right, we're going to take a quick break. We are, because somebody asked, to replay the the car reviews that my son Richard and I do on Mondays, they asked us to do that again, re, you know, replay that again, if you would. On Saturday, So we decided bottom of the hour, 1130, would be a great time to do that. So there'll be a nice Hyundai review coming up during this break as well. So you guys hang tight, sit back, enjoy. We'll be back after all that's over. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Okay, Richard, we've had some super, super cold weather, and it's always interesting when we're driving cars to see how they perform in cold weather because some do really well, some don't do so well. You had an opportunity to just drive a, a, a car and question is first of all what was the car second of all how's it done so far in the cold weather yeah so i had a 2024 hyundai kona okay. at limited this is this is their uh, again their second generation of this car it's their extra small crossover i know there's so many cars in this segment these days there is it's kind of hard to even define the segment um this is the Front wheel, this says front-wheel drive. I could have sworn it was all-wheel drive. I, I think those that. only come, don't quote me, but I thought those were only front. Don't quote me on that. They, well, I will say this. Drove in a little bit of snow, worked just fine. Not a concern in, in the least bit on it. It's got an awesome 1.6-liter turbocharged engine, which is an upgrade from kind of the base 2-liter four-cylinder. And so, again, we always talk about it at our altitude, um, especially with this being mated to an 8-speed transmission. It actually has lost five horsepower from the outgoing model but just because i think of how they have it tuned it really kind of surprises you and shocks you because you get into it and you're like oh my goodness this, this car actually has some get up and go there's lots of different trim levels on it but dad i would say this is as far as this car in colorado goes this would be a if i was looking 
for a first car for maybe mm-hmm. a, a you know a, a teenager potentially, or if I'm a new you know a new family, uh, maybe thinking about having kids because you'll be able to fit a car seat in at least the passenger side. You know, maybe even you know right. some of the bigger stuff, which again I don't I worry about. This car as it sits, which is the limited trim level, Dad, is thirty three six forty five, okay. and it goes basically that's the top of the line that you can get. You can get a base model of this car for twenty five. 625. The big thing that you and I always talk about on this is, you know, Kia's, Hyundai's, similar, but in this case, Hyundai, their warranty is almost unmatched. They've got a five year, 60,000 mile warranty, 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain, and a seven year unlimited mile anti perforation warranty, three year, 36,000 mile complimentary maintenance, and five year, which this is big data, especially in the cold weather we've just had. Five-year unlimited mile roadside assistance. That is big, and they do have on that on that limited and some of the other models as well available H-Track all-wheel drive. So that is an availability. I didn't look to see what the cost is, but that is available on that, which actually makes that really cool. And this one doesn't say if it has it or not, so we'll just go off of what the window sticker says. I I thought it did, but um, ultimately it works well, even if it is just front-wheel drive. It's got all of the different features you want: heated and ventilated front seats. I believe this one's got a heated steering wheel, ambient lighting, an automatic um, open tailgate. It's really got a cool front to it. It, it actually looks electric car-ish, Dad, in kind of the future. It, it's got like a LED sort of light ring that kind of wraps around the front of it. Um, they've made the headlights very inexpensive. You can't hardly see them. Sorry, i you know been up for quite a few hours. For those of no, you that's all right. I understand. <laughs> and so it, it's been a, it, it, it just, it's really cool design. They've done a really nice job on it. It was comfortable to drive in. Is it the most luxurious, largest car in the world? No, it's not. But for the value, Dad, again, just over $30,000, I think that's under the average price for a new car these days. And so that's really something that's impressive. And like you say, in our, you know, in our climate right now, obviously we've got this Arctic outbreak sort of a situation. It's a car that's really nice. You can get in it. Um, you can you know drive it wherever you want to. The Konas are available, Dad. I believe in plug-in hybrids, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, that is as correct. Well, if that's the route that that you want to go down. But again, in the case of this, I really like that turbocharged engine at our altitude. It works really, really well. Fuel economy, because I know it's a big deal for people these days. Let me make sure I get this right. Um, actually, unfortunately, I don't have that because the vehicle. Oh no, I take that back. 26 and 32 for yep. an average of 28. So about 30 go. miles per gallon, Dad, which is really, really good. And again, ultimately for us, it was something that I was able to get the kids in, pick them up in and out of the car. They were able to, get, or pick them up to and from school, I should say, get them in and out of the car by themselves, which is a concern, again, for some people. I know not for others. Um, but ultimately was really impressed with the dad, and you and I have been impressed with Hyundai um, for quite some time. Their, their design, really their interior layout, the comfortability, and so on, you were in an, a front-wheel drive version of that car, so if you look at the price tag on it, pretty good. I, I, again, I have not been able to see exactly what the upgrade to the all-wheel drive, although after everything you've said and how well that car works in the snow, not having it, I'm not sure you need it. Well, and, and that's ultimately the key, Dad, right, is do you, you, know, do you need that extra little bit of, of what, you know, that, that, the, the rear wheel is doing stuff, well, honestly, in today's world, with how good they actually are at t- taking care of most of the roads yep. in Colorado, as long as you've got a front-wheel drive, you're in pretty good shape yep. most good of the time, point. right? No, that's, no, exactly. So, Unless you're doing some really you know, gnarly things, and at times you wonder, should those cars even be out at that point in time? And, yeah, the reality is that car and, and what, it, you know, what it does, to your point, 
and how well it works. And there's a lot of front-wheel drive cars along those lines. And front-wheel drive always works better in snow than a rear-wheel drive car does. Anyway, so end of the day, works very well for the price. Again, for everybody listening, that's a car that gets really good fuel economy and is in the low 30s on the high-end version, car starting in the low 20s. Yeah, well, exactly. And that is hard to find that yes. in today's day and age. And I want to make sure that we – and I, here's the deal, folks. We're not saying that, oh, $30,000, you can just go write a check for it. No, but the cost of cars as the cost of everything Correct. is going up. Correct. If you just look at the averages, the average new car in today's, you know, sold in 50K. today's world, I think it's like 34. No, right? it's close to 50 30. today, Richard. Okay, close. So, so, yeah, so you're finding a car that here in Colorado can get you and maybe your, your, your new family, whatever it might be, can get around – really, really well without too many issues, and it, it's you know, kind of fun to drive in a little bit new age, that sort of thing. Correct. So I encourage folks that head to your local Hyundai dealer, check it out. Maybe you've seen these on the road, but you're not sure if your family would fit. Test drive it, try it out, and when you do that, let them know that John and Richard Rush from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio sent you. This is John Rush from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Check out more of our podcasts at RushToReason.com or Drive-Radio.com. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972. And it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. A recent report shows that nearly a quarter of low-income homes in Denver are without adequate heating and cooling. 
Cub Creek Heating and AC wants to bless a Denver family with a toasty warm home this season, so they're giving away equipment and service to one lucky Denver family. If you know someone who's struggling through the harsh Colorado winter, nominate them for a chance to have their furnace system overhauled at klzradio.com slash HVAC today. All right, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Mike and Highlands Ranch, you are next. Go ahead. Hi, John. Great show today. Thanks, Mike. Um, I was happened to be listening to the radio, and there was a guy that came on a talk show and, and asked about his uh, 2016 uh, Dodge uh, diesel plant right. and the recall. The Cummins. Yeah. The emissions issues. Yeah, and he said he wasn't going to, he didn't want to do anything because he was told that it would cut his horsepower from 400 to 200. Most, most likely will, yes. Is that much? I thought, boy, will, will that fix cut it that far? I'm guessing, and nobody knows exactly, unless, Josh, you guys have heard something I haven't, but nobody to this point, Mike, knows exactly what even this quote unquote, you know, workaround that Cummins had on the emissions thing. I don't know that anybody's even stated exactly what they did to get around the emissions side. And I don't even know, Mike, the story has yet to come out as to even how was this found, who determined this was going on. Was this some sort of a inside, you know, whistleblower kind of a thing? Right. I, there is no one is talking. So I have no idea. It would not shock me the numbers that you're talking about that now. And, and I, I will also tell you that the thing that they're going to have a problem with, and this will be interesting to see how the government does this, I'm guessing... I'm guessing that in the areas that they can, when it comes to the diesel emission side of it, one of the inspections, I believe, will become, has your update been done? Now, when you get into areas where there's no diesel inspections and there's no emissions in those areas, yeah, I think, you know, good luck on forcing someone to do this update and get this recall taken care of. Now, when that vehicle goes to be sold, and this is something, you know, Josh and and uh, uh, Justin can talk about when that yeah. vehicle goes goes to be sold, and there's an outstanding recall. I that'll be a whole different world at that point in time, Mike. But I think the only way they're going to force you know buyers into you know, owners, I should say, into actually doing this is through the, you know through some sort of emissions program. Which if there's not, good luck. Yeah, no, I I get it. I I thought a similar thing. I thought if you haven't done the fix, you're probably going to. When you go to get your next year's registration, they're going to say, "Hey, um, they're so they're getting so crazy." With the, the yeah, now that, if you're in an emissions area, I see them doing that. But in Colorado, if you happen to be, which I do think they're going to push for a statewide diesel emissions um, uh, check here in Colorado, but it, that's nowhere close to being done yet. So in the meantime, yeah, you live up in Summit County, for example. There, I don't see that happening. Just okay. keep driving what you own. Right. Hey, one more question. I think it was it was your show or whatever. Uh, you guys talked about um, making sure you do a little bit extra maintenance on these EcoBoosts because they're. Yes. yes. Um, it was, was that? Did I hear that right? And that made a lot of sense to me, given how much they're pushing that little uh, that amount of cubic inches. Uh, they are stressing that engine to the max, and yes, it needs extra care, despite what even the guys at Ford will tell you. Oh yeah. Well, I. Yep. I, you know, the dealers tell me I change my oil every 15,000. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, that, as you already know, that's a no-go. 
says, you know, you can do an oil change on my, you know, every 15,000 miles with these synthetics. I don't think so. We've talked about that. But uh, anyway, okay, that's what I wanted to know. I thought I heard it right. Yep, you're correct. Thank you. You're very welcome, Mike. No, I appreciate it very much. All right, we'll get caught up on breaks. I know we just did one, but we got to do another quick one here to get things caught back up. And I'll make sure next week or next time we do this, we'll be a little bit earlier on that 1130 break to get things more even. But we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, well, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. One thing on the whole Cummins recall thing that really isn't being talked about even in the press is we've only scratched the surface on that. I have no idea how the EPA is going to even handle the implementation of. You, you, can, you, can, bet, you can bet yourself that there's going to be lawsuits, class action even, that come out on this when it's all said and done because if what Mike says, and I believe Mike because he studies these things like I do, if it lowers horsepower – like he's claiming it's going to, you're going to see lawsuits back against not only Cummins but Ram because people that bought that truck uh, with the horsepower that they're buying in mind, and part of the reason why they bought the truck was because of that, and they're now not going to have that horsepower any longer. Oh, this is a huge game changer, and you haven't even seen the lawsuits that are going to come out of this start yet. It, it's This is my prediction. This is going to be a much bigger deal than even the whole Volkswagen thing was when it's all said and done. We have only begun to see begun to see what's coming down the pike when it comes to what's going on with Cummins and this whole recall. Is this going to be a good thing for Ford and GM? No, because I think Ford and GM are going to get the same thing. I, I think. How do, how do you make this much horsepower out of a diesel when mm-hmm. you all use Bosch parts? You, yeah, it's you all had the same, same pumps, same, it's the same injectors, same. the same everything. So they're all doing it the it's same way. It's all coming down the it's, pike, Josh. It's all coming for Ford, I, and it's all coming for GM. Hmm. I agree with you on that. Who, wherever this got started, it ain't done yet, folks. Yeah, because all the injection systems, except for the nip and on the, the new Duramaxes, are all Bosch. Every component is. And Ooh. Cummins is blaming Bosch for this, by the way. Right. And Bosch was... Volkswagen. Yep. So d- don't kid yourself. Mm-hmm. This is going to be much, yep. much bigger than it even is right now. Phil and Wheat Ridge, you're next. Yeah, hi. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I want to confirm an earlier conversation about uh, if there's a theft and drugs are involved, that they will total the car. Yes. So um, I actually was, I experienced carjacking. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, Not a a fun experience. No, I can't Uh, even imagine, Phil. My, uh, so they recovered the car not even two hours after the incident. However, um, other than the clutch, it was a manual tranny. Okay. Other than the clutch, um, it was undamaged, and because they found a drug pipe inside the car, um, they completely wrote it off. So, so, so again, that was one of my great sponsors, Roy, from... Uh, ProTech, he's the one that actually told me that, which, again, Phil, I was not aware of that until he said that, and now you're confirming it as well. I learned something today I did not know. There was a drug pipe next to the driver's seat, and the insurance company told me that's it. Uh, Okay, and and dumb question on my part. Why? Their reasoning, they told me, was that um, because of decontamination standards now. okay. They would literally, it was a Subaru Impreza, they would literally have to take every part of the interior down to bare metal and literally put in, install a brand new interior. Makes sense. Including the steering wheel, dash, um, 
obviously the seats, everything. Makes sense. Headliner. Okay. And so they said, he also told me, he said, look, if it was an $80,000, for example, King Ranch, um, then they would probably replace the interior. But um, doing that with an Impreza would likely be close to the resale value of the car. So he said, just forget it. Makes sense. And I'm guessing, too, Phil, when you go through all of that, you also have to consider all of the HVAC, the duct work, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I, I, yeah. Now that now that this has been brought up, it makes total sense. I just had never thought about it prior. I never heard this. Yeah, just because of a crack pipe. Makes sense. Pipe, whatever it was. Yeah, no, it makes yeah. total sense. I get it. Um, the other thing is, so my, my insurance rental capped out. Um, by the way, it was a Hyundai Tucson 2023, and a very nice vehicle, even though I'm not a fan of CBTs. Right. Um, I could definitely find myself living with it. It was the least offensive CBT I've driven. They work pretty well, Two actually. Two and a half liter. Yep. Yeah, naturally aspirated four, and it had all the power I needed all the time, mountains and everything. They do a but, good job um, on the software of putting shift points in. It feels like it's shifting. It's not, but they make it feel like that. Yeah. I still prefer conventional automatic, but anyway, it was uh, it was the least um, offensive CVT that yeah. I've had. Interesting. Good for you. Um, quick question for you. Um, I When that capped out, I quick cashed out um, an older uh, 2002 Forester, um, high mileage, from a coworker, and uh, it everything is fine except for the headlights are horrible. Uh, a lot of my drive time is done in darkness. Yeah, and uh, the headlights are very, very dull, brownish yellow, even on high beams. And I have yet to really find uh, a really uh, good uh, upgrade for headlights on an older Forester. Do you guys have any channels for that? The Napa night vision ones are pretty good, but I will tell you, anytime you go to a brighter light, just be prepared to replace them a little bit more often. But the Napa night, night visions, they're, 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 they're a good light bulb. you got to watch how far you go up because they do have an off-road only light where you're going to upset some other drivers. Yeah, and I was just hoping to, to have good illumination in, in city darkness. Um How's the plastic? Uh, and I can't find anything that, like, I don't know if it involves, if it's complicated to try to upgrade to LEDs or... Oh, I wouldn't do what that. What can you do? I'm assuming the ones on there are conventional old halogens. I would stick with that, too. You can run into some other problems if you start switching. Okay. I would just go to a brighter bulb, and then what's the plastic look like? Do, do they need to be polished? The the lenses you themselves know, somewhat they're, they're not like really super cloudy to the point to where i think it would affect the illumination that much um they could probably be cleaned up a little bit but it seems like the bulbs themselves are just really dull yeah unfortunately those old subarus and old jeeps they just didn't have good headlights to begin with yeah so night vision is that a brand and yes yep and you can where, find where them find? You, you can find them at any napa store they they keep them in stock yep so just buy yourself two sets. They'll literally sets. die on the okay. same day. Yeah, they will. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so buy yourself yeah, two sets good. so that you're ready to go. That's good to know. All right, I'm rolling with this one until I look for something else. I figured this would buy me some time while, all right. so I wouldn't be in a hurry to go no, buy No, you're something. fine. Nothing wrong with that, Phil. Thank you. You bet. Good job, all and right. thank you for the confirmation on the drug paraphernalia 
and insurance because I learned something today I did not know before. I think we can squeeze this one in. Albert, I've got a minute. If it goes longer than that, I'll hold you over. But go ahead. Let's get started, Albert. Okay, John. I, uh, uh, my high school car was a 67 Chevelle, three oh. in the tree, 307. Nice. Back in the day. I got a question, John, about all-wheel drive. Yes. My wife has a has a 2019 Buick Envision. She got a flat tire a while back. Yeah. Oh, it's been a couple of months. I took it in, and the guy suggested I replace two tires. Then he came back and said I should replace all four. Yeah, of them. you can't just do two. He was wrong on that statement. It had, yeah, if that tire has gotten down below, oh gosh, Albert, even. 10% below the rest of the new, you know, what a new tire would be, you've got to replace them. I think you're usually 230 seconds. Yeah, it's not max. very much, Albert, yeah. at all. all. All four of them? All four. Yeah. Holy. Because it all works in combination on that all-wheel drive. So, yes, you'll you'll ruin other other things in the drivetrain if you don't. I and the ABS in, isn't going to talk. I can get into all the details, but, yes, there's all sorts of things that go on when you don't do that correctly. And ABS, traction control. Mm-hmm. You name it. All that talks to So to that is a correct statement, Albert. Okay, yeah, because I got on the Internet, and, you know, I got on Google, and they were all over the place. You know, some said, like, what you said, some said no. Yeah, they're wrong. Again, unfortunately, Google U is not accurate in this case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got another uh, just one last question. Okay, I'll tell you what, hang, hang tight. I'm up against a break, Albert, and uh, I want to add a couple of things to the all-wheel drive thing anyways when we come back. So hang tight because, yes, there's a lot of misinformation even on Google about that. Hang tight. We'll come back, set the record straight. You get your other question in. Other lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.